1: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: Got a friend Adam Jones checking in for the first time in spring training coming up at 735 this morning.
3: He's one yesterday that tweeted about people panicking. I need to I need to inform him that 99% of it is just a bit. Just a bit. People, you know, I'd click the, I'd put a gif up of Turning off the TV when it was eight nothing. I didn't turn off the TV. I watched it. Uh, but it's just a it's just a thing. It's a thing that you do. It's a, you overreact because it's funny.
2: Who is it? Our our friend Sam who uh, Sam. gets people to overreact and repost the people Let thinking his. he's serious it's about his criticism.
3: His, it was he is
2: after one spring training game.
3: Then he is like the the Van Gogh of spring training trolling. He said this yesterday after the loss. Pathetic. Padres took a clear step back. The pitching concerns appear to be real, and the offense looks as bad as last year. I'm not convinced Schilt was the right choice to manage this team, especially after firing Melvin, who showed he can beat the rival Dodgers in the playoffs. And some of the people that wrote him back, I mean, here's one Padres fan's crying already. It's it's uh, It's preseason. This guy actually went to the notes feature on his phone and wrote this. This is such a bad take. Joe had to pitch against a literal super team less than six months after a season-ending injury. It's day one of spring training, and everyone acts like a team has never let a game get away from them. How about looking at some positives, like Jake looking great, or Jackson getting out there and having a decent game despite never playing about a ball? How about Manny smiling and enjoying the game in the dugout and showing up for his team in his city? I'll never understand how people can watch a three-hour game in February and claim the season is over. Also, Bob quit on us. Don't give him a get-out-of-jail-free card by claiming he was fired.
2: Now, there's also the uh, the tendency to go too sunny sometimes. And last year, I, I think maybe we played the old, it's okay, it's early, it doesn't matter, it's spring training, it's April, spring it's May. Spring training does not matter. It does not matter. Yeah, But he, we, we kind of got into the old, eh, it's April, it doesn't really matter, it's May, it doesn't really matter. Last season, at some point it does, but not after the first day. It does not, so you can't you can't overreact to to what you saw in one game. And again, what you saw wasn't fourteen 14-1 bad. That was the score, but that really is the part that doesn't matter with the game yesterday. It was a error free game. Mike Schultz point that at, pointed that out. First first game in spring training, you know hey. no, no errors in the field is is something you don't always see. And uh, you know, they're if, you, they're, you, if they're going to try to button up some details, that's a good one to button up. You just turned polished it pretty good, though, In the when we were talking yeah, we about
3: did. the game. But, no, no, you did. Well, if you take away the eight-run inning and the six-run inning, we win one nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Padres that? just don't give
2: up. I'd say if you <laughs> <a, it's laughs> scored boxing, like each round, <laughs> either one team wins or the other. Padres win on a boxing <laughs> scorecard. didn't <laughs> <laughs> he <He's can> get <laughs> knocked to the mat in the first, second, fourth. <laughs> fifth, and eighth rounds, you won
3: that third round. Maybe there's a segment in there of, all right, Ben, yeah, you got polish a couple, the turn. They
2: got a couple of lucky punches in and a couple of innings, but the rest of the fight was really, uh, you know, was fairly even and, and maybe even lean toward the San Diego Padres for the rest of that fight.
3: Now, our run differential is absolutely F. at this point. We are dead.
2: Yeah. Last year, I couldn't get anyone to care about run differential when it was positive. But one one spring training game and everyone goes, negative 13, this run differential, it's terrible. We're dead. Now it matters to you people that the run differential is not good.
3: You know that you're going to be run differential, Ben, for the rest of your life, right, RDB? For the rest of your life.
2: I'm not going to be STRDB, though. Spring training, training run, run differential, differential. Ben. That's that fine. is not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we need a contestant for Take on Woods. Our musical trivia game is coming up here in uh, four or five minutes. 833 288 Try to qualify you for the trip to Las Vegas and the uh, concert tickets to see Air Supply. Went through yesterday. Uh, Jason Stark had that uh, column of anonymous executives who we polled. Uh, just some thoughts on the offseason and what happened. He had a little addendum that he threw in yesterday. That was um, the same executives on which MLB teams, front offices, managers are feeling the most pressure. Essentially, like, who's on the hot seat? And they came up with three choices. Number one, Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone, and the Yankees. You acquire Juan Soto, you increase expectations in that market, you go 15 years without a World Series, People are starting to like expect things, and if they don't get them in New York, you can see that people are not going to be very happy. Ali Marmol and the Cardinals was number two. They are not used to having the kind of struggles that they saw yet last year in St. Louis. You can put up with it for a year. It continues for two years. Um, all of a sudden, you think they're going to want to change directions and do something different. And then number three, with uh, ten votes of the anonymous executives, was AJ Preller. And the Padres' front office, and this is this is what they, they wrote here. Last year, in this very same space, one rival exec made a bold prediction. If the Padres didn't win their division in a season when the Dodgers were in such an obvious retooling mode, quote, it'll be head-rolling time. Well, maybe not. Padres revved up the payroll to $255 million, loaded up the lineup, still finished 18 games back of the Dodgers, yet even after that debris settled, Preller's head hadn't rolled anywhere. But now the stakes seem even higher. The Padres missed that window to run down the Dodgers. Beloved owner Peter Seidler lost his battle with cancer. Their slashing payroll by nearly $100 And Juan Soto is 3,000 miles from the gas lamp quarter. So our voters sent a message that it's time for Preller to get very serious and nervous. They spent all that money, said one American League exec. And what do they have to show for it?
3: Oof, I mean, strong, strong words and, yeah. and accurate words, uh, certainly by by that that exact. And they mentioned it on the broadcast. It was honestly like after they got done uh, making sweet verbal love to Shohei Otani and the Dodgers and showing Yamamoto's javelin and everything else, they did, you know, mention the San Diego Padres a little bit on the broadcast. And that was one of the first things they said: this payroll this year, a hundred million dollars less than the payroll last year.
2: Doesn't that take some of the pressure off of having immediate success? Everyone knows you're not going to be in such a position to succeed as you were last year.
3: I don't know that it necessarily works that way. It doesn't.
2: You're right. I'm just I'm throwing it out there, but it doesn't work that way.
3: It, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't. I mean, there, there should be no quarter given to anyone. I mean, you're, you're still, what, top 13 payroll? It can be done. We've seen it done. It gets done all the time. So the expectations, we talked about this a few weeks ago, Benny. My expectations are no different. I, this team needs to make the playoffs. They have to make the playoffs, period. And I certainly understand all the innings we lost. I don't run the team. I don't build the team. That's not for me to decide. But if I'm, I can't, we can't waste another year of Manny Machado's prime, Xander Bogart's prime, Fernando Tatis Jr.'s prime, all of these guys' primes. You got to strike, man. You got you got enough guys that can get the job done.
2: They just have to do it. I think the most telling comment that, that you heard from Eric Kitsenda, um over the weekend was, yeah, I mean, A.J., he's got goals and he's going to be evaluated. It was different than what Peter Seidler used to say about A.J. Peter Seidler, when he talked about A.J., almost sounded like a fan. Like, I, I he can do no wrong. I, He's a great baseball mind. Yeah. I respect the way he goes about his business, everything about him. You did get the sense that no matter what the actual results were on the field, Peter was going to believe in AJ's ability to eventually get it right and turn it around. Didn't quite get that sense as much from Eric Katsenda. And and he said, it's not just him, it's me, it's Eric Gruppner. We all have goals that we need to hit, and you know, none of us are immune to accountability. And it's the first time you've really heard that attached to AJ at least. Like, okay, the, the eyes are watching now. And there are, we won't tell you exactly what those metrics are, those measurements, but we have them and he will be expected to meet them. And is that make the playoffs? Is that, you know, winning record? I have no idea what their actual internal evaluation and metrics will be of AJ Preller, but they exist and they are watching. And I would say that there's no way AJ should feel like I can. There's nothing I can do that can cost me my job this year. There is. If the Padres had a terrible season, he's clearly not immune now to the consequences that most other GMs face when that happens.
3: And not only just other GMs, just human beings in their daily life Correct. and work and and the real world. That's out there, certainly. So I do think, and now we've said before, oh, seats got to be boiling hot. Got to be, got to be. No, nothing's ever happened. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you you got 162 games. You need to win more than you lose. You need to make the playoffs and and try to go on a run, certainly. But um, they have talent to do it. There's no question about it. There are massive, massive question marks. Every team's got question marks for the most part, um, except for the team, you know, maybe that spent a billion dollars in the offseason. The Padres weren't able to do that. In fact, they cut 100, and now they're asking you to go out and do what you couldn't do last year. It's a tall order. It's a tall order. But that's why you're the president of baseball ops, man. That's why you're the, the buck stops with
2: you. All right. Uh, let's see. we got a contestant on the line. its is 7-10. Let's play a little Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 All right, Take On Woods brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of your car. For directions and discounts, go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. And we got Brian on the line. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm well. How
3: are
2: you? I'm good. All right, you know how the game works, so let's get right to it. Uh, You get to go first and choose our category for our five questions of musical trivia. Your choices are... Call Me Jim. Those are musical artists named James. Sailing the Seas, those are five different band names starting with the letter C. And we got Lucky 7s, those are five song titles that contain exactly seven words a piece. Call Me Jim, Sailing the Seas, or Lucky 7s. Brian, what's it going to be?
4: Let's go with Jim.
2: Call Me Jim. All right, today's category filled with musical artists named james 60 seconds to get as many of the five then woods comes in we'll match scores if you beat or tie him we'll put you into the drawing for our two-night stay at the westgate las vegas two tickets to air supply at the international theater at the westgate on may 31st and june 1st tickets are available at ticketmaster.com have 60 seconds first question is our two-second song Uh, you need to give me the title of the song and the artist to score that point we'll go from there brian you ready Yes, I am. All right. Paulie, 60 seconds on the clock. The category, Call Me Jim. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Brian. Let's take on Woods. James Brown. Uh, Papa got a brand new
3: something.
2: (laughs) He does have a brand new something. You want to come back to it? All right, which ah. Hall of Famer's breakthrough hit was 1970's Fire and Rain? Uh, uh James, I can't have to give it. <laughs> ah. With his band, the Shondells, which 60's rocker was famous for songs including Crimson and Clover and the original Moni Moni? Yeah. Cool. Which longtime artist won his only career Grammy in roundabout fashion for his contributions to MC Hammer's 1990 hit "You Can't Touch This"? Uh, oh boy,
3: James Taylor was number
2: two. Yes, that's correct. You got that one. Which soulful singer from Los Angeles? Oh, we didn't even get to the last question there. You did get the one, James Taylor, "Fire and Rain." Papa's got a brand new what? It's got a brand new bag. By James Brown was our two-second song. Tommy James and the Shondells. I didn't say it had to be their first name. Rick James was the uh, you-can't-touch-this artist because, well, obviously, uh, MC Hammer copied his, his beat line, and he actually won a Grammy for that. And Etta James will be our last answer to the question you didn't even get to. So let's bring Woods back in. Likely a, a win for Woods. We'll see. Yeah, He doesn't get the category, so we got to figure it out as he goes. All right, Br- easy, Brian's score is locked in. Put sixty seconds back on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Let's. I'll let you put your headphones on. Your new headphones, yeah, brand new, brand new. Brand better sound for me. take on Woods oh, here. All right, nice. so sixty seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Brian.
3: Papa's got a brand new bag, James Brown.
2: Correct. Which Hall of Famer's breakthrough hit was 1970's Fire and Rain? James Taylor. Correct. With his band The Shondells, which 60's rocker was famous Tommy for... Tommy James. Correct. Which longtime artist won his only career Grammy in roundabout fashion for his contributions to MC Hammer's 1990 hit You Can't Touch This? Pass. Which soulful singer from Los Angeles is known for timeless classics, including a version of At Last that landed in the Grammy Hall of Fame? Edda James? Correct. Which longtime artist won his only career Grammy in roundabout fashion for his contributions to MC Hammer's 1990 hit, You Can't Touch This? uh, Rick James. Correct! A five for five performance on Call Me Jim. James Brown, James Taylor, Tommy James, Rick James. Etta James, very well done. Five to one. Thank you. The final score today. Brian, thanks for playing, but uh, Woodsy takes it to wrap up our week on a Friday. All right, we'll come back with uh, Don't Do This, and uh, the pants talk is not going away. But I have some surprising news for Padres fans as well. This was nuts. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Woods made it funny. Woods made it funny. Don't do this. Coming up after a check in traffic, we'll be right back
0: with more Better Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
2: Don't Do This is brought to you by the Kraft Taco in mm. Sorrento Valley. You missed like, out, The Pauly. biggest do-do this oh. ever. You missed out on oh. lunch. Oh, it was so good. Kraft Taco and some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. <laughs> Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today. Thecrafttaco.com. I'm going to actually have to like resist sometimes just like pulling off You're on my way kidding, to like work dude. in the afternoon. Because it's right there off the freeway in it's Sorrento Valley. So good. So, so good. All right. Um, pants talk is not going away, but... As we start Don't Do This today, I think it will come as a surprise to some Padres fans that they were not wearing the new pants yesterday. They have not apparently even received their new pants.
3: I wonder why.
2: For Major League Baseball yet. Major League Baseball is a little behind in terms of the pants production. When it comes to the producing of the pants, not every team has their pants. But the teams that do have their pants are not... Happy with their pants. And it started out simply as a um, like a fit issue. They weren't as customizable as the old pants and not tailorable. You know, guys, who, guys who really want the tight pants were they were too loose. Guys who want looser pants, they could be a little too tight. There wasn't much they could do in terms of the tailoring. So that was the first problem. But the new problem that, that seems to now be a thing in Major League Baseball is that the pants are well they're lighter weight, you know, they're they're supposed to be more comfortable, a little uh not as thick material. But when you use lighter weight not as thick material and the pants are white because they're baseball pants, the pants are see through. <laughs> like pretty translucent. Translucent was the word I was going for. When it comes to the the ability to see what's on underneath the pants. Male I think the anatomy. I think the uh, well, I mean I mean it may just be the tucked in shirt of the player. No. I've seen that where you can Definitely see like the tails the, the, of the shirt the tails under the, shirt, under the pants. It's that's not a great I'm not a fashion guru, but that's not a terrifically sharp look no. when you can see the tucked in tails and of the jersey inside your pants because they're so see-through.
3: Baseball jerseys are long as hell. They are. the, the real pro jerseys like the ones we get out of fantasy camp, I mean, it come down to like mid thigh. So you got to you have to tuck them in. Um and now you can see the the tail, but uh, unfortunate scene yesterday for Giants and San Diego. Uh, Casey Schmidt, he's from here, yeah. Yep.
2: Uh, San Diego State. San Diego State. Yeah.
3: He uh, went and did his pictures, and uh, it's not photoshopped, you don't think? N- it's definitely not. What? He hung some brain on there, and I, I don't. Yes, it's a pants problem. It's also maybe put some sliders. I get it. You're going to go take a picture. You're not going to put your sliders and your under armor tights and stuff on, but maybe you should going forward because that man is sitting there one leg up and you see just the outline of
2: I mean, it's possible. I mean, Easter's coming up. Maybe he has a couple of those Cadbury eggs for later just in his pocket and just holding them for future consumption. Let me know the
3: first person On the planet that has ever smuggled Cadbury eggs in his (laughs) front of his pants where his wiener is. (laughs) I felt terrible for him uh, because now it's out there. I did amplify it. I am sorry. I did have to make a joke. I'm sorry. I apologize to Casey and his parents. But it's at the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm sure his teammates are having... hmm, an absolute blast with it. If his locker isn't filled with walnuts this morning, I don't know what the Giants are doing. Uh, I mean, it is—it's as clear as day, man. Clear.
2: Now there was a, also a picture yesterday going around of a Padres player that you could bent, s- oh, was bent Ru- over. You could see something. Paulie and that immediately. I recognized seeing that, that like, like, last, was last year.
3: year. Yeah, Adam sent that over. Like, oh, these the, pants are an issue. That and, wasn't like, Xander. It was Ruggie O'Dor. Last year, bending over, I believe. Like, and it's like I don't know why that was going around. You can like, tell
2: because it was the Milwaukee Brewers, were the who were Brewers. in the background. Right. There was no it was
3: Dodgers not, players, in not the, the Dodgers. Ground. I don't think it was it. Was it Xander? Well, listen, that was the Casey Schmidt was the beans, and then that picture was the Frank. <laughs> and and how'd you get the beans above the Frank? It's
2: also National Tootsie Roll Day. It is. If Anyone was interested?
3: I yeah, that yeah. picture was last year. Um, I do feel bad for Casey Schmidt. Now everyone has seen, you know. Seen what he's working with. Seen your boys. Would you all right, here's a question. I mean if you had to pick one. <laughs> pranks or beans that was exposed.
2: Beans. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's really not I don't think it matters. There's not much of a difference when it comes to beans. <laughs> beans or beans.
3: Some
2: beans are bigger than others. Not really. Sure they are. I mean, yeah, but not in a way that is a huge difference, I would think. But the frame. There's definitely variations. Correct. On that one. Pouring sweat. It's your turn.
3: we for, done with this? Or don't do this. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn. Uh, man. Good luck. I, I can't believe you missed this yesterday, Benny. You guys didn't see Kevin Durant running on the court. Uh, in Dallas to go play, here in Dallas, uh, to go play against the Mavericks yesterday. They're running out of the tunnel. All right, play the audio, Polly. I can't really hear anything from it's, the audio. It's at the very beginning. Okay, right there. That's all you needed to hear.
2: I. It sounded like a child crying. Play it again. Crying. Listen.
3: Boost it up. Loud as it goes. Kevin Durant runs on the court. Lady... In the, the the front row. Wow. Bitch! My man, run, is running. He's... He <coughs> stops immediately. Stops. Puts on the e-brake. Walks right back up. The lady then is in full panic. Sticks She's her... reaching out for <laughs> a high five. Sticks her hand out for a high five. After you just called him a bitch. Like, he was hot about it. He was absolutely – I mean, he slammed the brakes on Benny and went back in and uh, had a conversation with her. Listen, don't be surprised when a player – like, you don't have license just because you're down on the floor to (laughs) do that to players. And don't be surprised when they come up and get in your face. And the panic in her face as she extended her her arm, like, ha, 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 I was just kidding. And uh, the guy that she was with – Leaned in and he was talking to, and I think he said, "I've, oh, I've got a podcast." And Kevin Durant just turned and walked away. Um, I think the moral of the story is we have enough podcasts. There's plenty of podcasts.
2: Tomorrow. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball here for you on on do do this.
1: DD Mega Do Do.
2: Uh, I finally joined the other side, and it's kind of fun. Um, it through the station, I had the opportunity <laughs> to do my first uh, Prize Prize Picks Daily Fantasy, oh and uh, I played my first game. Yesterday, picked a couple of uh, more than. Basically, it's just like you look at points and like, will they score more than this or less than this? And I did a couple of players at Scotty Barnes because I know he is not a complete crap. And I picked complete crap. And I picked um, uh, from the Clippers. uh, Who's the local guy in the Clippers? Uh, Norm Powell. And first first half points more than it was uh, two of them together. And I scored my very first win ever. I've never obviously you. Have uh, you make your picks and selections? But I finally got to do that, and it was it was a lot of fun. I see what the appeal is now for people who get into uh, daily fantasy stuff. Daily
3: and fantasy is pretty fun. I, do, I will be uh, I do. I'll be
2: talking about it in the future official in an official capacity. So did you win like money? I did. did I won points? fifteen bucks. Fifteen dollars. I did. Oh
3: boy, your mom right now is screaming at the television or at the uh, radio because
2: of my. Bad, I mean, everything in moderation is important, but you can choose uh, all kinds of different sports. I got a. Uh, I got a golf game going today. I am counting on the winds kicking up in Mexico this afternoon and causing scores to rise. So I'm like... uh Choosing against a bunch of players and, and like total greens and regulation, but they got all kinds of different options and actually kind of fun. And I, what is I, it? I again? really enjoyed it. It's called Prize Picks. Prize Picks. Yeah. Daily Fantasy and uh Gambling
3: yeah, could, Ben. Holy cow. It's a,
2: it's a whole new side of me that you're gonna learn about probably in the coming weeks. Everyone
3: so. blaming me in the chat. I he is a grown man. He is forty eight years old. We take him to one strip club and look at him now. He is gambling
2: <laughs> and well, I, I mean, mean, when you win, it is. <laughs> yeah, of course yeah, it is. It's definitely enjoyable feeling oh when I God. when it turned green. Like it's it's got colors. It's like hey, it's if it's yeah. red, you lose. Yeah, if it's green, you win. And I know how gambling. All works. my picks turn green, and I go wait. I just I just won for the first time ever. It was a lot of fun.
3: Oh no, I'm so sorry, Kim and everyone involved in Ben's family. I did not mean for it to do this. So I pulled that demon out of Ben Higgins.
2: So we were just um talking about the pants, the, the see through pants. Yeah. Uh Adam Jones is gonna join us when we come back. He mentioned yesterday on social media that when he played yeah. There was nothing under those pants, so right, that correct. could that could have been an issue with the see-through pants nowadays. Get his thoughts on his conversation with Manny Machado from his podcast this week, and more when we come back with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hiring for your small
1: business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
4: you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor.
1: You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: Our next guest um, apparently just liked to, to let it all hang loose under those baseball pants during his career. Call it a uh, free baller. Right, yeah, right, which uh, is now no longer something that uh, players may be able to do with the... uh, I mean, I guess they could. The new paint, well, that's true. They could do it. To each their own. To each their own. Uh, We will talk to uh, Adam Jones right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. I can probably count on one hand the number of times that I have not worn underwear in my life. What do we call it again? Free balling? Yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. I just... Commando? Yeah, commando. I... I just feel more comfortable with some sort of support. Well, I'm, I'm looking
3: again. You have khaki shorts on. And I'm just seeing 85% of your white, creamy thighs right now. <laughs> thighs are fine. We, gotta, we have to do a nix-nay on the sh- shorts. The shorts. We can't be wearing shorts in here. Shorts are fine. I can't be looking at your white
2: thighs. Look at them. Very short too, and getting short. It's Friday, it's casual Friday. <laughs> Anyways, Adam Jones, <laughs> Adam joins Jones us joins us right now. I hear him the background. AJ, good morning. <laughs> Happy Spring I'm Training. Try- to- I mean, I'm not trying to I'm look at his where legs. Going with this. Where are you going?
4: You go get some sun, man. In
3: San Diego, <laughs> just wear
2: pants in here. I have a golf tan. You you understand that, AJ? That's you know, I wear golf shorts. I get a golf tan. Uh, the thighs don't oh. necessarily match the the calves. They're glaring
3: white. They, I mean, <laughs> I was dying yesterday. First of all, welcome back, man. It's been so long Appreciate since we have talked to you. How's the family?
4: Everybody's good. They're on a mountain somewhere, and I'm just waiting for the credit
3: card bill. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Always a fun, always a fun uh, vacation experience. Um, exactly. Well, we missed you, number one, and, and number two. Welcome back to the program, and number three. Did you really go commando under your your baseball pants? Not
4: all the time, but if it was hot, I mean, you just you had to play to the elements. And one thing I didn't do, though, is I wouldn't dive in head first. So there's just, you know, you play to the you play to the elements. When it's cold, I probably had on tights when it was the summertime. Hey, man, it's it's, it's hot out there, especially and even for, like, batting practice and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I mean, nobody cares. That makes but sense. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Now, I guess it's a story now. I mean, you've seen, uh, I think, the guy from the Giants. You've seen uh, what he's dealing with. So, I see, it's, it's again, you, you got, you got guys, everybody, I think, in fashion and sports now going tighter, smaller. Yes. So, I mean, now I guess people are going to see the, more than the bulls, you see veins
2: and you see all the other I <laughs> <rest. laughs> mean, <in, isn't> <laughs> Is the NBA next? Are they going to go back to the Larry Bird really short shorts again? There was oh. no
3: worse look in, in <laughs> oh, professional dude. sports than the short NBA shorts. Oh, uh, I think it was great. I mean, oh. now,
4: I mean, I mean, were the, but see, the thing is, though, it's like evolution. There weren't long sleeve, like tights back then, you know? And then, yeah. and then even when they came in, say, um, like the late eighties, early nineties or something, the the tights even went longer than the shorts. So, <clears throat> I mean, if you bring in those Larry Bird ones, I mean, guys are wearing them now, but they they're are. wearing tights underneath. So, yeah, I mean, I think that longer shorts going to come back, but you've seen it with just fashion in general and probably the shorts you got on now. Eh, a little bit too small. Need a little
3: larger anything. Well, and we've seen a lot of it coming out of spring training this year. And listen... I i got to imagine, I, I got excited, and I get excited, uh, A.J., when I picked up my adult league jerseys last week. I mean, I ripped the box open mm-hmm. like I was a little kid, held up my number, <laughs> put it on. I was like elated. Now, you make the big leagues, you're, all, you're invited to, to big league camp, and you show up in your locker, and your one is higher than the zero, and your name's all janky, and, and there's creases in it. That's unacceptable at this level, is it not? Hey, I,
4: I'm going to tell you this. Any day that you get to walk into that clubhouse and a jersey is I there know, with your name I on know. it, I don't give a
3: damn. I don't know why? I you
4: don't, and, I don't believe but, you. I don't again, believe
3: you. I think I, if I you're... swear that.
4: But then, but then I'm going go further. Right. But to that, but to that, it has to be done properly. Like it has to be done properly. It just is what it is. Like you're like this is billion dollar business. Like yes, mo- the minutest thing we should be talking about is the uniform. That's my to me. We should not be talking about the we should not be talking about the uniform. Now, especially the pants. The jerseys have went have went lighter over the years. I remember when I first got caught up in 06 with Seattle, they started using those dry fitter dry fitted jerseys that are a little bit lighter, which again in the summertime they, they play better, they're more flexible. The pants, I, I I do remember how they started to get a little bit lighter because again, performance. It's all about performance. And you know, now I don't know what fabric they're using, maybe it's that ghost fabric right now, yeah, but they they gotta go back they gotta go back to the to to that straight white normal i mean cotton, if it costs a little bit more, if it makes people hot, that's on them, but you know you can't be seeing people's uh manhoods walk around all day. <laughs>
2: The uh, Adam Jones Podcast landed a, a pretty big guest uh, earlier this week. If you haven't checked it out yet, Manny Machado uh, sat down with you for a nice conversation. Tell me a little bit about your chat with Manny.
3: Well, how long did it take you to, oh, to get, get him, him Yeah, too. how long yeah. have you
2: been working on this?
4: Well, I work on Manny. I work on certain people at certain times. I'm, a, I'm in Spain. I can't, I'm not going to talk to Manny at, in the West Coast waking him up at 10, 11 o'clock. I'm not going to do that. I either I, – I had windows for him when when you guys were on the East Coast, when the Padres on the East Coast. I had a little bit more of a window. But I just – I've seen how the season was working, and I just waited, and I waited. Like saying with my first episode I had the governor, I wanted to have him on in November, October, but I waited so that the lease can be signed in Baltimore. New ownership change in Baltimore. So I waited for a couple of things. With Manny, I think it was the best time to get him in spring training. When everything happened last year – you got a whole new, you got an off season, you got a sick surgery, his rehab, the owner passing, unfortunately. Like, there was a lot of things that uh, by waiting, I was able to talk to him a lot uh, about more, opposed to if I got him in July, yeah. there was a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to ask him. And he was great. And again, I know he doesn't talk a lot to, uh, to a lot of people, which is smart. But um, to be able to get him to open up a little bit, he's older, so I think he understands that role now, and that I think he's going to be a little bit more vocal with you guys.
2: Did you give him any parenting advice? He's got a the, the new one on the way here in just a, yeah. just a month or two. I think
4: he has enough people on his side to give him parenting right advice. He's going to get more I next had, week. I mean, so, many, so many people were telling me, do this, do that, that, that. And I'm like, man, okay, like my this, this is baby Jones. It's going to be baby, baby different than your baby, so – the biggest advice I really got was you'll figure it out. It's when true. the baby cries, there's only two things. That's a dirty diaper
3: or he's hungry. Right? Yep.
4: And I'm a man. I'm the dad, so he don't need my boob. That's right. So, you know what I mean? You're worthless exactly. for like six so months. Him up, yeah. Take him over here. I was, I was a smart father at, at that age. I knew, like, look, there's only a certain amount of things I can do, and I'm just going to pick you up and take you to where you need to
3: go. That's exactly right. I am i can't wait to just heap yeah, I can't Parent, either. Parenting I mean, I advice on him. All, over
4: the world.
3: all right, so let's talk about let's talk about the two teams that I think we we you know follow the most. You certainly follow the uh, the Orioles based on your long career there, and the San Diego Padres based on the fact that you're from San Diego and still root very hard for the Padres, and some of your boys that are on the team. The Orioles. Do you get the sense, uh, AJ? Now it's it's been it's been an interesting off season for them. Won hundred games. You know, got bounced early, mm-hmm. but that's some really good experience for those young young players. Do you get the sense though that they may take a step back? I mean, you've seen that before that little that little playoff hangover. Do you get the sense that they're probably hungrier than ever to get back?
4: I think it. I think they're going to be hungrier than ever. Now to that, a hundred and one wins. That is going to be challenging. Yeah. That is very, very hard to duplicate in the arena, to do again and over and over. That's very hard to do. But to say that they, uh, to say that I don't think they're going to be in the playoff race and fighting for the AL East would be idiotic. I think they're going to be right there the entire year because they have those guys who have seen people beat them. They didn't like when the Rangers beat them. I was watching the, the celebration. I mean, I was watching the celebration, and the Orioles fans, they were, I mean, the players, they were watching them on the bench like, okay, okay, all right, y'all got us. You older team, more veteran. You got us, but we're going to be hungry and come back for more. And I'm just excited, again, I'm going to be down there next week, and I'm excited to see just the – just to feel the energy around them because I talked to a few guys on the team, and they're like, man, we are ready to just get on this field. We're ready for these games to start. And, again, by adding Corbin Burns, who is a bona fide ace, bulldog, Cy Young, uh, you you just – you add a different pedigree, a different element of success, and I think that it's just going to propel them to, again – 101 wins, that's going to be very hard. But I think to for them to be in the playoffs, I think they are going to be fighting for that all year, and I think they have a very good chance of doing something special
2: this year. I love the addition of Corbin Burns. I, I think it's a no-brainer when you got that deep of a farm system. Use it, you know, even if it's just a one-year rental. Yeah. Use it. I now I've heard the argument that people say the Orioles should – Go all in. Step it up. There's still, right. you know, Blake Snell is still sitting out there. If you really want to, make sure you you put the, the stranglehold on that division and give yourself a best chance in a, a short series in the playoffs. Go out and make one more big move. What do, what do you think about that idea?
4: Well, maybe not Snell for them because, again, Snell's going to command 20, 30, I mean, whatever reports. I don't know the exact reports. But, he's. I mean, being a free agent, he's going to command 20. 30.
2: New owners. Come so on. He, just, he can
4: afford it. I, I, they oh, easily can afford it, but I think they have more. They have more uh, equity when it comes to player personnel, and it's going to be really exciting to see if because again, like they traded DL Hall and Ortiz for Corbin Burns, they didn't give up that much. I love both of those players, but they didn't give up that much. They still kept the majority of their prospects. There's still other guys out there. I think their their biggest cash is in the is, is in their farm system, not necessarily pocketbook. I know they have uh, new owners in Mr. Rubenstein. And others, but I just think that the prospect is where their cash is really at, and I think you know they still can do more
3: moves. They don't have to. Do you wonder? I mean, all right, what's what's Blake Snell going through right now? What's Cody Bellinger going through right now? What's Matt Chapman going through? Jordan Montgomery? I mean, these are guys that you know are, are really really good baseball players. We all know who their agent is. I don't, you know, they're, they're, it has some effect on on everything, Adam, but. What is Blake Snell going through right now? I mean, you fresh off a of Cy Young, you expect boom time to get it's like I'm, I mean, I, he's not I, at work. honestly, I think it's I think it sucks um,
4: on two things. Like again, he's one of the best pitchers in the game. He should have a job. On the other side, is he command? Is he asking for too much? I don't know. Again, these the player is different than the agent. Yeah, the player wants to get on the field. The agent wants the biggest payday. What would you so have done if, you in know, this
3: situation? You call your agent, and you're sitting there, and, and you know, there's a bunch of teams, and everyone's back to work right now, and you're sitting at home just dying. I, I did this in two
4: thousand in two thousand thirteen. I mean two thousand nineteen. It's frustrating, yeah, you just got to ride the wave. You got to ride it. You got you, you, nothing you can force. It's not like you can call the team and ask them to yeah. come and
1: uh, save like, you. Find me,
4: so. Right. So basically, what you do is you just wait, be patient. I think he's going to land somewhere awesome. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not for the price that he envisioned at first, but it's going to be something good and lucrative. It may be a one or two year deal, but it's going to be something good and short. <laughs> but I think he needs to get back on the field. And I think because of his pedigree and his, and his personality, integrity. I know he wants to. He's biting at the apple to pitch. I know he wants the perfect contract. But by waiting this long, you might not get it, unfortunately.
2: Talking to Adam That's Jones up. here, and uh, just to back to the Padres and, and Manny for a second. He said all the right things. I mean, you know, yeah, disappointed that, that Juan Soto is gone, and it's tough to replace such a great player, but he's also, you know, believes in the guys that they have in the clubhouse and uh, the prospects for this season. What did you really get as your authentic takeaway, though, of where Manny is kind of mentally uh, on where the Padres are as an organization at this point? Well,
4: I mean, it's it's common sense to see what happened up, uh, you know, 120 miles north. Um, but I think Manny knows that he loves to be the underdog. He's always been, you know, coming from Baltimore, we were the underdog. We had New York and Boston in our face every damn day yelling at us. And, you know, if we made a move, they made 10 moves. Yep. So I think that Manny understands that, look, hey, it's the challenge. It's the challenge of, it's the, challenge of the major leagues. And, you know, he knows it ain't going to be easy. Everybody knows it ain't going to be easy. But it's the challenge that he's going to have to face, and I think he's ready for it.
2: I Interesting. Be, almost it. being less comfortable is more of a comfort zone. So Hunter, not, not, I think
4: so because it's, the day he got to Baltimore, it's like, okay, wait, you guys are fighting for the you guys are fighting for the division with the Yankees. Good luck fighting for you know. It's, it's, so he, the, for his first day in the big leagues were under duress, under stress. Yeah, and I think he he's, and look at his career, He's thrived under it, and you know, I, I'm excited to see him when the Dodgers come to town and they're going to be. All these people own the Dodgers, 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 but I can't wait to man. He just does something, and then you know, looks all pretty doing it. Hundred percent.
3: I love that. You got me ready to run through a wall, man. So I uh, appreciate you uh, jumping on with us <laughs> again. I'm going to use that that underdog uh, next week when we go out to spring training and, and talk to those guys a little bit about it because they are. They had all the pub last year. They they spent the most money and got the most players, and it didn't work. So I want to I want to try to tap into their mindset a little bit about what it's like being on the other side this year. It's really good stuff, man. Yeah, always, brother.
2: And great life advice. If you're not wearing underwear, don't Don't dive head first. Do not dive head first. (laughs) Thanks, Adam. Don't go head first. It's going to be a tough one. (laughs) Thank you, buddy. (laughs) Adam Jones, uh, host of the Adam Jones podcast, and one of our absolute favorites. It had been a while since we had chatted uh, with Adam, but uh, if you want to check out his podcast, Manny Machado was the guest this week and certainly of interest uh, to Padres fans with their longstanding relationship. I mean, you could be criticized, though, like, hey, why didn't you die for that one? Oh, I'm not wearing underwear. Yeah, I don't I'm have sure. any underwear on. can slide I, head first.
3: I wear a cup on the field at any, any position and every position, and I know people that still don't. Even in any, the outfield. Even in I the don't outfield. wear them in the outfield. I always do. I just it's in, I don't wear them when I'm pitching. It's in the oh, – all, bro, that's where I – you got to. I mean, oh. put it in the slider. One hopper.
2: Yeah, one hopper. Or one hopper right back at the, the mound. <laughs>
3: it never feels good. Um, it doesn't even feel good when you have a cup on, but you, I, I don't set, on the, set foot on the field without one because it's just – you know what? Yeah, I,
2: I, there may be a misconception, and, and it's been a long time since I've played or, or wore one. But it's not as though it's like a bulletproof vest. It, you it may save your life. Yeah, but it's but it's it's still not going to feel me. good if it you don't. Know you don't just sit there. and go, oh, It yes. prevents <laughs> mostly prevents permanent damage. Yeah, but It's yeah, still it's, going to. It hurts
3: like a mother, dude. Yeah. Still, so I I don't I don't. I'm not letting my kids on the field without one. I'm not going on the field without one. Uh, it's not that uncomfortable. You get used to it. Um, but these pants, dude, these pants are something. They're something else. They are something else. And you can't, like you said, you can't walk out on the field. It's Kansas City in July. It's 114 <laughs> degrees on the field, and you got nothing on underneath. Bro, I was reading last year about Mookie Betts. He wears, you know the the tights that everyone wears now? We all wear them uh, to keep compression tights. He wears two pairs, two pairs under his pants. I'm like, He's got to be roasting out there, but keeps him loose and, and and warm. It's just insane to me. Playing in L.A., too, with two pairs of compression pants on, it's bananas.
2: All right, we are, uh, we're we're going to come back for our uh, third hour, our 8 o'clock hour. Uh, Pauly's <laughs> back, and uh, he checked through the uh, the voicemails yeah. and picked one up that we missed over the last couple of days. It's a good one, man. Looking forward to that. We also have a lineup for day two of Padres Spring Training. It looks very different than the lineup for day one of Padres Spring Training. We're going to do a little bit of a quiz when we come back. I'd be impressed if either of you get it right. Okay. But the quiz will be, I will give you the last names. See if you can attach a first name. Uh,
3: I will not cheat, I promise. To
2: everybody okay. in the Padres lineup today. Let's do it. I'll give you the last name. You give me the first name. Of the person in the Padres lineup against the Dodgers today. Done and done. We will do that when we come back. It is Ben and Woods, two hours down, two hours to go on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The fam.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?